Hey guys, uh, listeners of the Beers and Bros podcast, uh, thanks for watching the video and thanks for tuning in. Um, obviously, uh, due to the circumstances that we have to do kind of things a different way now, so um, we're kind of doing things in a way that allows us to make content on our own now um, because we have to be away. So uh, it's just me today and um, the boys would do some other content on their own as well, no one chance. Um, I'm Kevin, obviously, and uh, today it's going to be really awkward because I am by myself. I've never done something by myself before, but uh, we just want to put some stuff out there for you guys to listen to while you're quarantined, um, and uh, some some cute little uh, topics and segments here and there to uh, kind of keep you guys uh, not updated, but uh, entertained, I should say, in a way that um, you know gives us something to do and gives you guys something to to uh, look forward to and to look at. So I got my setup with me today. I'm using my own phone. Um, I got my recording uh, laptop here in the blue snowball still. Um, I'm not drinking today, just Gatorade because my, my throat's a little dry. And I do have a topic for you today. It's an interesting one. Um, I think it's an interesting one. It's one that I mentioned in in one of our um, podcasts before. Um and I kind of just went over it, and not, not like necessarily we talked about it, but I kind of just mentioned it, and then kind of moved on from it. So I like to come back and and uh, and revisit that topic once again. Um, I do have a lot of stuff in my notepad. I had to write some stuff down to keep it fresh in my brain about this topic, um, because because it's an interesting one. It's kind of one based on some controversy. Um, it's got a lot of facts and stuff in there, but. Um, I'm no expert in this topic. Um, the only reason I'm talking about it and familiar with it is because I had a course on it uh, in, in the fall. I am a student, so I had a course on it. Um, I thought it was an interesting course. It really gave me some perspective about the stuff that's happening uh, in the sports world because that's what I'm going to talk about talking about sports today. So if that interests you, stay tuned. Um, we're going to get into some controversial stuff here. Um but like I said, yeah, I did talk about it on a previous podcast. We kind of just, uh, I kind of just said something, um, and it may have threw you guys off a little bit. It may, may have not have been, but uh, I just kind of said it and we moved on because I said we we're going to re- revisit it as a later topic, and we just never did. So um, I kind of want to just put everything out there on the line by myself, so I decided this would be a great topic to start this uh, individual content type stuff with, and so we're going to just jump right into it um, today. Sorry for the slurping. I'm a big slurp guy, and we got some Gatorade. Um, I don't know why, but uh, side topic here: is it just me, or is you know drinks like Gatorade and uh, and Hawaiian Punch? They just never get cold, man. It's just weird. Like I feel like I could put it in ice for the whole day, and it'll just never be cold. But that's just me. Anyways, so the topic we're gonna talk about today is um, performance enhancing drugs, uh, PEDs, and um, kind of my views on PEDs. Uh, you know, where it might, you know, where might, uh, some new rules lead to some other things like that. Um, some arguments for PEDs, some arguments against PEDs, um, and kind of just my overall thoughts on the subject. So, so what I actually said in a podcast, uh, you know, back when we first started podcasting was that, um, I think this was in the fall. I was taking this course actually. And so what I had said was that, I'm actually for the legalization of performance-enhancing drugs. And I think at the time, Chance to Know kind of looked at me strangely 
and I was just like, you know, that's a later topic. We'll get into it at a different time. So um, in order to, for me to get all my information out there for why I have a view on PEDs, um, some of the actual statistics behind PEDs, I wanted to do this segment by myself so that way um, I could just like talk and ramble on <laughs> because in a, in a regular podcast, I think it'd probably take me 20 minutes to talk about this topic and then no one chance to just be sitting there. So this gives me a way to kind of just introduce that topic to my by myself and uh, for you guys. So we're going to jump right into it. So firstly, like I said, I'm not an expert on this kind of topic or anything. I just had one class in it. Um, I do think it's interesting. and I do have some notes here. Uh, provided f- to me uh, for the class that I, I still have. So I'm going to use those as well just for like little bits of information here and there. Um, so mostly, uh, think, I didn't do any research on this topic um, like necessarily. I do, you know, I have the information for the class. Um, I don't even have the book anymore, honestly. Um, I nailed the class. I did, did a great job and I got an A. But that's besides the point. So the point is that all this information is kind of just coming from my head, from what I remember in class. So don't judge me if rules, you know, if things are different than what I say, or um, if I'm not 100% accurate. Just, uh, just you know, bear with me on some of these ideas, okay? So, um, so firstly, my views on PEDs, um, performance enhancing drugs. That's an acronym. So, um, right now, a sports stand, um, I I like to follow by the rules, and so that for me would mean the legalization or the illegalization of PEDs as they are now where players are not allowed to use them or else they'll get banned. And that's just on the basic standings of now where sports um, has these performance enhancing drugs banned. So, but in a case of where um, sports for whatever reason or the anti-drug organization such as WADA, they decided to legalize drugs and make them all, you know, permitted, then I would say that I would be for, I would be for that. You know, if they, if they came to some sort of vote, I would probably support that vote to legalize performance enhancing drugs. Um, but that would be under some new rules. And of course I'll get into some of that stuff. Like how would that work? You know, uh, what would athletes, you know, how would the sporting events work? And I mean, we can talk about some of those, um, scenarios uh, later on but uh, first I just want to get into why I believe those things and it starts with basically uh, four four main things um, the medical side the financial side the entertainment side and even the statistics side so um, so we're just going to jump into the medical side of it the you know medically I believe that performance enhancing drugs um, will Part of it is we know some of these drugs work. We know for a fact testosterone and those steroidal kind of drugs. We know they work for a fact as far as performance enhancing drugs go. Um, and a lot of those drugs that um, you know the the pain reducing drugs, we know they work. The pills, at least. Um, but there's some things that we just don't know, and we will never know because WADA, the World Anti Doping Agency, the um, pretty much the bi- it's the big anti drug organization. That covers the Olympics and, and, and mainly those type of big events. Um, I do want to say that you know U.S. sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS, all those type of sports are um, regulated by themselves. So you know they may follow WADA rules, but um, and regulations, but they're kind of on their own as far as like you know ADA, the WADA can you know ban one drug and NFL be like no no we we you know they can take that that'll be okay so. That's a difference there, but as far as like, if you know, WADA bans 
you know, certain drugs um, on basically three uh, principles. Um, one, if it's, uh, you know, an actual performance-enhancing drug, it enhances performance. Another, if it, um, you know, harms the athlete in any way. And another, if it violates the integrity of the sport or the spirit of the sport, so to speak. So um, that definition is really vague, and that's one of the reasons I would be for the legalization of drugs is because they use the spirit of the sport definition as kind of like um, being a good sportsman, following the rules, like basic like sportsman type stuff, sportsmanship type stuff. So um, that definition is really vague, and what they do basically is for these drugs that these doctors are kind of putting out that aren't necessarily performance enhancing or not necessarily harming the athlete in any way, um, they use that definition as sort of a basis to ban the drug anyways. And so there's a lot of these drugs um, that we know for a fact work and there's a lot of these drugs that we don't know for a fact work. And, and that's part of it is because uh, WADA is kind of like scared of, you know, they don't want athletes to be using these drugs because it may have performance enhancing aspects. But I, I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that they're banning them on the sole basis of that spirit of the sport definition. Um, but, you know, that's a really, that's a really strong argument for WADA and a lot of people who are against uh, drug use in sport is that it violates the integrity of the sport. That's, that's the main uh, you know, back argument to anti-drug right now. And, you know, you can provide all these facts, like I said, that it doesn't even have performance-enhancing effects, it doesn't harm, harm the athlete anyway, and then people are still good. Well, it's harming the integrity of the sport. You know, all these athletes are natural, and now this one's using drugs. Well, in the case that I'm thinking of, in the scenario that I'm thinking of, is that if WADA drops all the bands, then, you know, what would... What would stop you from using um, that certain drug if it had no harmful effects and if it wasn't providing any performance enhancing capability, you know, why are we even banning it in the first place? So that's part of like the medically as far as like, we, I mean, a lot of, every drug has a side effect, right? But some of them have, you know, you know, really bad side effects and some of them have relatively not so bad side effects. So it's just a pros and cons thing. And you know, personally, I believe that um, an athlete, you know, they kind of want to compete at the highest level. They want to be the best in their sport. Um, to me, an athlete would pretty much do anything to be the best in their sport. And if that means taking an experimental drug without knowing the side effects, um, but knowing how it may increase some sport performance, I believe elite athletes would probably take those type of things. So, you know... Personally, I don't believe they should be banning uh, drugs based on no research, um, especially when we can't, we, we definitely can't get research, or, you know, doctors can't get research, um, especially after it's been banned already because you just can't use it, it's banned. Unless they choose an amateur athlete that's really not too involved in sport, um, but then they couldn't compete or anything. I mean, maybe in amateur sports they could because amateur sports are a little bit loose on their, uh, you know, anti-drug kind of regulations, but... Uh, you know, if you want to actually see uh, amateur amateur sports being uh, kind of like taken down for their drug use, you should watch the documentary that I suggested to uh, Chance and Noah that they never got around to watch. Um, Icarus, it shows uh, an amateur, it's on Netflix, it, it shows an amateur athlete, a cycling athlete, um, 
which pretty much is trying to test the limits of WADA and the Anti-Doping Agency in amateur sports by uh, secretly taking drugs and then, you know, racing against regular amateur athletes without uh, testing and all this stuff. And, you know, that's another argument as well that actually leads me into my next, um, you know, why I believe they should be legalized. Um, but before I get into that, I do want to say watch the documentary, you know, get some great insight into that, the, the, um, the Russia controversy in the uh, past Olympics where they were pretty much doping, uh, you know, 80, like something like 87 to 90 percent of their athletes were doping. Um, and that's why they've been granted, uh, uh, they were supposed to compete in the Olympics this year. I think it was 2020 Olympics, Summer Olympics. Um, of course, that's been delayed to 2021 due to the coronavirus, but, uh, they, you know, Russia athletes were allowed to compete under, um, a, I don't know how the Olympics works, but there is a subset of, um, ways you can run that's not a part of your country, so Russia was banned from sports, but Russian athletes that tested negative for performance-enhancing drugs and, um, other things that are banned by WADA were allowed to compete under a I don't. I believe it's like a united flag or something that's like a universal flag or something like that. So that way they could actually still compete in their events. But um, yeah. So my next topic is actually why do I believe it? Um, or actually why do I believe they should be legalized? But on the kind of like financial aspect. So I've done medically. I'm gonna talk about financially here in a second. So financially, it's kind of a weird topic to talk about because um. Uh, I don't know if, if a lot of people know this, but actually some of our tax money that we give goes to these anti-doping agencies um, they, that do tests and stuff on athletes uh, so that way they figure out if they're doping or not. Um, so you think about people that live in Arkansas, the taxes that they give to the state actually go into some of this, uh, these tests that do uh, the University of Arkansas athletes to make sure they're not doping. Uh but you know, NCAA has better regulations. But it's just like these labs. I have to you know, have to test the athletes, and they give it to the you know NCAA anti drug whatever it is um, to you know find these athletes. And a lot of NCAA athletes they're not doping. Um, but you know, I think the risk. I think okay. So kind of off track, run right quick financially is a lot of these athletes that would be doping necessarily would be um, high school athletes getting into NCAA, and then the NCAA athletes getting into um, the NFL, or I guess like, you know, any professional sport really. Um, so it's kind of these transition periods that uh, they, they would be taking these drugs because they, they have to pretty much uh, advance to the next level, right? They have to match up with these guys in the, in the pro uh, leagues. Um, but aside from that, financially, I, what I believe this is because strictly from the tax-related uh, things. So personally, I don't believe like... Um, you know, they may be catching at the University of Arkansas. Um, they may be catching, I don't know, maybe 10 players a year that are, you know, violating some sort of anti-drug policy. And that's not performance enhancing. That's just some sort of drug. And that's just some sort of policy, right? Whether it be denying a drug test, that's a violation. Or whether it be uh, you're not telling us, you know, where you are you know, outside on some sort of spring break, that's a violation because you could be taking drugs over there. And, you know, University of Arkansas might not have tests to test you, but because you say you know where you are, a violation just in case because the, the uh, university doesn't want to get in trouble, right? 
So that's where your money goes to. Your money goes to these uh, anti-drug labs, basically, that the University of Arkansas uses to test their athletes. And like I said, they may be finding like 10 athletes. And there's so many other, there's so many other things that I'd rather have my tax money go to than testing athletes for using drugs. Um, especially when, this, when statistically they're not catching many at all. And that's another topic I want to get into statistically. It's kind of short, but it's just an example of, you know, you know, your money goes into these programs. Well, how well are they using the money? You know what I mean? So it's just something to think about. But um, it kind of it financially and statistically kind of go side by side. So I want to skip um, actually to, to statistically, um, you know, forgetting the entertainment side for now. So um, for an example of statistics... Um, like I said, so U of A may be, may be getting like 10 athletes a year um, on your money, your tax money, to catch these athletes doping well. To put in perspective, the NBA, I did some research on this when I had to write my paper for this class. Um, the NBA has 30 roster players, and there are 30 teams in the NBA. Um, the NBA caught, I, I believe they, they, um, what do they do? Maybe violated or found violations in ten players out of all those out of the whole NBA. They they found violations in ten players. I mean, they, of course, they give out violations for like I said, you're not telling us where you are, so that's a violation. Um, but I mean, they they found violations in people taking performance enhancing drugs in like ten athletes. So just I mean, think about it. You know, thirty teams, thirty roster players each. I don't know the math on that. I can find it out if I want to, but I just don't want to because my phone's recording and my laptop's here. So, you know, do the math by your own. They found 8 to 10 players a year based on all those athletes, and that statistic is just not enough for me to believe that the WADA and those anti-drug agencies are actually doing what they're meant to do because if they have all these drugs banned and they find only certain ones... Um, out in the public, then it doesn't, like, back on the medical side, like, they have all these banned substances, and they're only find, finding a certain amount in, like, these players, right? And so, why would they be banning all these substances? And then it goes back to statistics, well, they're not even finding that many substances in athletes anymore. So, I don't know, I just don't think, I just believe that, it, it, you know, they should legalize drugs because it would get away with the anti-drug agencies, you know, my tax money wouldn't go to them. Um, and, you know, it would just be the, the the rules and regulations, they wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be such tight rules and regulations for these things. Um, and, you know, the the part on the rules and regulations, like I get it how, you know, they want to, because of right now the way the rules are, that they have to have such tight regulations. But just to put in some perspective of the type of drugs that they're banning, um, WADA has what's called the prohibited list, which is like the for sure banned substances out there. And the substances include, you know, basically all your steroid drugs, some cannabinoids. Um, I'm pretty sure WADA still has marijuana banned. Um, they also have banned, you know, mostly all those other type of drugs like cocaine and like, especially like the, the hardcore drugs and also the drugs that just straight up enhance performance, right? They have all those banned as well, but they also have what's called a monitored list. Now, the monitored list is drugs that WADA looks at every year. And so he sees how much players use of it, see how many, how, see how many players use it, and um, 
then determine whether or not it should be banned for the next year. Now, the reason that the, you know some there's a substance on there that might throw you guys off a little bit um, in terms of you know some of you guys might be saying you know I, I'm I'm for the banning of drugs right now and I would agree I'm for that. But based off of this substance right here, this is why I think WADA and the anti-drug agencies are sketchy. Because on the prohibited, on the monitored list is caffeine. <laughs> so caffeine actually used to be banned, um, but then WADA took over from the, you know, there was an anti-drug corporation before that that was in charge of rules and regulations on drugs. WADA took over and took caffeine off, but it's still on the monitored list. Now what does that mean? So the monitored list, like I said, they look at how many athletes use caffeine. Um, how you know like because they take a they take a urine sample um, pretty much randomly um, and so they, they get all these numbers out they're like oh they have this much caffeine in their body like is this gonna have caffeine actually gonna enhance performance and that's what they look at on the monitor list but that just seems really sketchy to me because you're telling me that if you found an athlete that was doing so well and they had a certain amount of caffeine in your body that you would go to the links of banning caffeine that means you would not allow athletes to drink coffee eat chocolate or even have a soda like before a mat before an event or like prior to an event like i said yeah before an event even after event in between events they could not have that stuff because that stuff has caffeine in it now you know what they what they could do is they could ban it and say you can have so you can have this much in your body before an event um, and after event and during an event, um, but like still, and the regulations on caffeine is insane. I just mean like caffeine is an ordinary thing. You know, if someone told me that you have too much caffeine in your body, you can't compete. I'd be outraged because caffeine, technically, it's not performance enhancing. Now it does have capabilities such as increased focus, uh, heightened sensitivity. I mean, obviously, you guys know when you drink a soda or so more than you know one soda at a time it wakes you up kind of it's like a coffee it's, it's like a caffeine boost right you drink your coffee you're good to go in the morning it's the same thing it does with athletes right but at the same time if you're an art if you're an archery you're not going to have a caffeine boost because you're going to be all jittery and you're going to it's going to throw off your aim that's an that's like an olympic sport like archers aren't going to use caffeine so it's like I mean, you're really gonna you're really gonna ban caffeine. It's really got almost no performance. It's an everyday stimulant. Like you're gonna really ban it. Like that just doesn't seem right to me. Even it, sh it shouldn't even be on the monitor list, in my opinion. It should just be something that nobody cares about. <laughs> I mean, it's caffeine. It's almost like saying like you can't have so much sugar in your body. You know that that to me is almost insane. But um, you know there are some there are some drugs that. Right now, because the rules are, they should be banned. Um, but then there's some, like, caffeine that, like, really got to even put it on the monitored list of, of all things. It just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, that's kind of just a fishy thing, in my opinion, is why would all these things be on the monitored list? Like, they, they've been kind of shown to not even have performance-enhancing capabilities. You know, for example, NFL just recently... Um, said that they're going to stop violating NFL players for testing positive for marijuana use. Now that's a huge step in the anti or in the in the drug legalization uh, world because uh, marijuana has no performance enhancing capabilities and also does not harm athletes in any way. But because it doesn't do those two things, like I said before, people argue against it because it violated the spirit of the sport. 
Now, because of the U.S. and how things are kind of going as far as states legalizing marijuana, NFL probably thought it was a good decision to go ahead and um, legalize marijuana use. Um, I don't know if they're like legalizing it for teams that are located in states where it's legal. I don't know if that's how that's working. Um, sorry for the dogs talking in the background, but um, that's Lil's. She's my she's my sister's little doggy. Um, yeah, so I don't really know if that's how they're working as far as um, marijuana use goes. But I just know the NFL said they're gonna stop vi- stop violations on players using marijuana, which is huge because in the sports world, marijuana was used as a pain relieving drug because athletes didn't want to take all these pain pills that have all these horrible negative side effects, uh, depression, you know, heart damaging side effects. Um, joint, you know, obviously, you know, the main, the main things that come with pain pills, uh, addictions really, um, are the main things, opioid use. And that's what they were giving athletes, opioids, right? And so you had to look and you had to say, okay, well, is it really better to have our athletes using opioids and, you know, essentially being, uh, withered away from the sport because of them? Or would it just be better to allow athletes to consume marijuana and then, be relieved of pain, and then just be, uh, you know, good for the next event, which is basically what athletes were using it for. Um, obviously, there's recreational use of it, which is, you know, pretty much common now, but there's also the medical side to it. So you have to look at kind of both sides. Um, but that's why I think WADA is sketchy, and I don't really believe in the organization is because they put, there was marijuana was on their band for a long time. It was up there with, like, steroids, and so, you know, you just have to take a step back and say, well, I mean, it's still banned for WADA, but, you know, NFL took a step back and said, look, like, really, the USA's, um, you know, permitting cannabinoid use, and, and we should too. So I think that was a step in the right direction for them. But um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to uh, my next kind of argument for why they should be allowed, because it's kind of getting a little uh, cheeky here at 25 minutes, 26 minutes, so... Um, one of the other reasons I believe it is for entertainment. So a huge counter argument for drugs should be banned is that, um, it won't be fun to watch all these doped up athletes won't be fun to watch. Like it's like almost like cheating. Well, I would say it's the exact opposite. I'd say it'd be way more fun to watch. Um, it wouldn't be cheating if they were all legalized because every athlete would have the up the option to use the drugs. Um, and as far as entertainment goes, it would just be, uh, you know, great to see somebody, uh, be the best that they can be. I mean, we already have elite athletes doing the best, like the the best that's ever been seen, really. Um, but to push it one step further, if they could just push their body one step further with a performance-enhancing drug, I don't know who wouldn't want to see that. I mean, some guy, you know, uh, Ilya could, uh, what's his name? I'm not sure. Um, but he just broke the the marathon record for under two, under two hours. Um, that was never even heard of. But that's what the new technology of shoes and running equipment and training, uh, t- what, uh, training, you know, better training, um, better diet, like all those things have advanced, but anti-drug hasn't advanced. So, you know, all these things are allowed to progress, progress, progress. Technology is allowed to get better. Diets are allowed to get better. Like when the first person athlete started eating vegan and he started doing good, there was no one to say we should ban vegan diets in the, in the sport. No one said that. So why would they do the same thing for drugs? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it does, but, you know, relatively, if they were all legalized, and it wouldn't make sense in that aspect. So entertainment-wise, like, I would love to see someone go even further than 
uh, you know, breaking two, two-hour marathon. I would love to see someone taking drugs and, you know, beating the world record on high vault, like, or pull vault or high jump or these things, these type of things. Like, I would, I would want to see people give the, give their whole body up for the sport and, um, you know, be the best that they can be because, like I said, the athlete mindset is if I can be the best I can be in the sport, I would take this experimental drug because I want to be there no matter what the harmful effects on me. And that was the mindset for a lot of athletes in the 60s and 70s where there wasn't a lot of drug testing. Um, that's what they were doing. They were saying, you know, I'll take this drug if I can be the best there is. Like, I just want to win a championship. Like, that's the athlete mindset. And so for me, if it was all legalized, I believe mostly every athlete will be use, would be using drugs. But as far as entertainment goes, for people that say it want to be entertaining... I always just say that's completely false. You 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 watch you watch sports for the entertainment. You watch sports because you yourself can't do what they are doing on the court, and you know you yourself like me. I, I can't I can't I can't be a six eleven Kevin Durant and shoot thirty five footers. So I watch and play. I just can't do that. So I think that's the that's the point of sports is you watch it to entertain and uh, kind of visualize the sport. And to me, I think it would just it would be just as entertaining to watch athletes on uh, on drugs doing sports just like every other athlete would uh, naturally. Um, so that's kind of why I believe that they should be legalized. Uh, I talked about it, might you know, medically, financially, statistically, um, as far as entertainment goes, I think it would be even more entertaining, uh, more records broken. Um, but it's kind of kind of like an interaction thing. Uh, if you're watching the video, comment below um, on this topic here on your thoughts on it. So one of the one of the counter arguments right now is, is people who have broken records in the past, um, like Mark McGuire, baseball player, who I'm pretty much I think he beat a home run record at one point. Um, let us know if you think that um, athletes who broke a record and later tested positive for uh, performance enhancing drugs if their records should be taken away personally I don't think it should be taken away I think it's the history of the sport I think there should be an asterisk by it that says this person was on performance enhancing drugs at the time which is fair but I don't think we should take away um, the achievement that they accomplished and anything like that because um, if you look at Mark McGuire like you know you any he said uh, you know Anybody can take performance enhancing drugs. That's no question. He said, I did it. Pretty much anybody in MLB was doing it at the time. Um, but he said, not everybody can still hit the baseball like I could. And that's a fair argument, you know. I can't go out there and hit a 98-mile-per-hour mile, uh, mile fastball, but Mark McGuire could. And even if I was taking performance enhancing drugs, I still couldn't do it. But Mark McGuire could still do it without it. And so that's the reason why I think they should not be taken away because... It still involves the skill of the sport at that point, um, breaking a record like that. So personally, I don't believe that record should be taken away if an athlete later violates um, performance-enhancing drug use. Okay. Now, onto some counter-arguments because I feel like I've done a lot of talking and I feel like I've shared my point of view. So some counter-arguments um, to kind of my logic would be like I said, it won't be fun to watch, um, which is which is a fair argument I could say because, you know, uh, watching athletes and, and looking at them and, and seeing them do so well, 
And, and then, you know, taking a step back and going, oh, well, they're on drugs, so it's not really fair. I mean, it is a fair argument, I guess. Um, but at the same time, I still think for as far as the entertainment aspect, I still think it would be fun to watch. Um, and another counter argument is, you know, if they were to legalize all drugs and all athletes would be doping. And, you know, that would be, that's a fair argument because, you know, if, if all athletes were given the option to use drugs or to not use drugs, I think the athlete mindset would kick in. And I think all athletes would be using drugs at that point. And then even if a natural guy, you know, came up and wanted to do an event, ended up losing, you know, he would say, well, these athletes were on drugs and I wasn't. And, you know, that's a fair argument that, uh, you know, pretty much all athletes would have to be doping to compete in the actual event. Um, but, but at the same time, you would have to take a take a you know take a second to think about if you really wanted to be a natural athlete, then you would have to just work really hard. You would have to just start eating right. You have to have the perfect workout regimen, perfect technology as far as uh, equipment goes. And even if you did all that stuff, I don't think it would be enough to beat a doped athlete. Um, so that's a fair argument that you know mostly all athletes would be doping at that point if they had the option. Um, and it would be really hard to compete, but you know that's just the that's just that's just the con of the you know regulations, I guess. I mean, there's lots of cons right now in the regulations, and you know if they were to if they were to say all drugs are now permitted to be used in sport, that's one of the downfalls that pretty much all athletes would be doping in order to get to the next level. So that is a, that is a strong counter argument, um, but you know. All athletes would be doping, but like I said, I think my, my argument to that is like athletes, you know, they're already doping, whether we know it or not, they are, and there's some of them maybe using the experimental drugs that don't, haven't been detected yet or something like that, um, and you know, even if even if uh, all athletes were taking drugs, you still have the option to use drugs or not, you know, because drugs are harmful to your body, they do have side effects, um, it would just be your choice whether or not you want to be a natural athlete or a drugged athlete at that point, so, um, and, you know, athletes would have to make that decision every day, whether or not they choose to use drugs or not, and, um, I think that's just part of the, I think that would just be part of the experience of an athlete is, would I choose to use drugs in order to, in order to gain an advantage, or to even be matched up with the competition, or can I try to do it the natural way, because imagine, you know, a few years from now, and they drop all the drugs, and then, you look at some guy who's going all natural and he beats a drug athlete. That's a great, that would be an awesome accomplishment. And so that would just set a whole nother accomplishments out there to be got. Um, that would set a whole nother goal for these natural athletes, I would think. But, you know, it is kind of a con to the argument. Um, but I also do want to talk about, you know, what are the scenarios that I'm thinking of that might actually allow drugs to be permitted in sports? And, you know, what would events look like? So I, I would believe there's, there's two ways that, um, you know, people can come up with events um, that involve drugged and natural athletes. And, um, you know, WADA would have to make a call that says drug use is legal in, 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 the, in a certain event in sport. Um, and so sports can either do a couple things. They can do one where they um, have pretty much have two separate events. One for athletes taking performance-enhancing drugs and other related drugs, and another event in which there's natural athletes. Um, now that would be a lot of money. That would you know 
that would take a lot of financial, uh, that would take a lot of money to do. And um, I'm not even sure, like I said, because people might not be wanting to watch the drug athletes, I'm not even sure if they would give viewers at that point enough to make money to even be worth it um, to host two separate things. But, I, but that is an option. You know, they could do that. Or another option is they just combine everything. They make it one big thing and they say, it's your option, it's your decision to use drugs or not. And ultimately, it's going to be your decision whether or not you want to win the competition at that point. And so they can go that way where it's just strictly the athlete's option to use uh, performance-enhancing drugs because they're in one competition. And if that athlete loses, then, you know, it may be up to the performance-enhancing drugs at that point, or it could be up to other things, training, diet, whatever it is. But that's the only other way I could see it happening is if they either made one big thing and said, you know, do what you want to do to compete, or if they did two separate things in which they did a drug competition versus a natural competition. And um, I think that's the only way it could work. You know, I thought I had something in my head that, you know, that said it could work another way, but... um, I just I just couldn't think of it. I I just lost it somewhere. Um, but yeah, so that's actually the end of my um, conversation today. Uh, comment down below what your thoughts on anti-drug is, or um, you know the possibility of drugs being banned. Um, give me some thoughts on uh, you know some of the some of the points that I tried to make today. Um, and like I said, you know on that one topic, that one question I asked, you know should players that a broken no record, still get that achievement, um, even after testing positive performance-enhancing drugs, like, uh, um, for example, uh, you know, Mark McGuire, baseball player, or um, Lance Lance Armstrong, the, the cyclist, who uh, won a couple of Tour de France's, and he tested positive before performance-enhancing drugs, um, but not because of what you think. I think his story is... Um, you know, he was going through testicular cancer at the time, and um, and because he was going through that, his uh, competition was kind of dying down. So, in order to like kind of recover from uh, the cancer, he was taking what are considered uh, performance-enhancing drugs to you know get him back to the point of where he can uh, strictly compete just by um, matching the training regimens and the diet of the natural athletes. And so he was basically just using the performance enhancing drugs to get back up to a level in which he could compete naturally. And, you know, they ended up, uh, you know, putting the word out for him and he confessed to that. Um, And also Michael Phelps, you know, I'm not sure if he was stripped of his gold medals or not. I believe he wasn't. Um, But the lot, you know, he was, um, he was banned from the sport of swimming for, uh, I don't know if it was a year or so, maybe it was. Um, at least a year, but um, they pretty much caught him on video with a uh, with a marijuana pipe or a bong or some sort. It wasn't even a video of him smoking; it was a picture. And um, they actually tested him multiple times. He never even tested positive for marijuana use, and um, they still made him confess because uh, they felt like he was violating the spirit of the sport at that point. So like I said, he wasn't even he wasn't even tested. It was just out of the spirit of the sport. So, you know, um, yeah. So let me know what your opinion is on that as far as athletes getting the records taken away. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I think it's gonna be the end of the segment. Um, I hope to do a couple other segments as well for the YouTube channel for you guys. 
just a little um, topic here and there, uh, either by myself or maybe I can FaceTime Chance or Noah, put them on screen, and um, you know, just give you guys a little something to look forward to each week because it's going to be hard to put out an hour podcast with all of us getting together at the same time right now. So we're trying to do as much po- as much as possible to provide you guys some content while you guys are stuck at home. So without further ado, I guess I'll send you guys on your way. And I'll see you next time. Peace.